Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sarah Varney. And I'm Heather Corson. And I am Charlotte Manglass. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Okay, so we are pre-recording this podcast, uh, just so you know, because Heather and I are both leaving the country. <laughs> peace out. On a jet plane. We're all out of here. So yeah, peace out. Um, and Charlotte is... It's her turn to stay home <laughs> and hold down the fort. <laughs> so, but it's my turn in a couple of weeks when they both leave. So, you know, we, we we all just like to take turns. But so Heather's headed for Italy and I'm headed to Korea. <laughs> so we will have all kinds of exciting stuff to talk about when we get back for sure. Um, but in the meantime, we do have a little bit of news. All right. Who wants to who wants to tackle the one piece of news that they uh, I don't wonderful time. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Be, it's your favorite. It used to be the most wonderful time of the year, but we're gonna have to reevaluate with the crowds. <laughs> okay, so I'm let's still just, excited about I'll, it. All right, I'm just gonna put it out there. Dates for the International Food and Wine Festival have been announced. It is the longest festival ever, and we were joking about how early it was going to start. But here's the thing we didn't predict. The first day of the festival is August 29th. For those of you playing the home game, August 29th is also the day that Galaxy's Edge opens at Walt Disney World. Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> it's going to be insane. Absolutely nuts. Uh, also, all right. it's really hot and humid in Disney World in August. I don't want to be eating soup and all the spicy foods at the Food and Wine Festival that first weekend, but. You know, but to each their own. The good news is it goes until November 23rd. So it is long, people. It is almost like three full like, months. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited. So excited. Yeah, and Thanksgiving is late this year, like November 28th. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you're going to, they're going to hit not all of the Thanksgiving crowds, but some people who go like weekend before, they're going to hit that. So, yep. And they are, they are doing the same sort of turnaround time that they did between Festival of the Arts and Flower and Garden. So it is a six day turnaround on that puppy. Food and Wine ends on November 23rd. Festival of the Holidays starts on November 29th. So it is quick. And yeah. they also announced that the Eat to the Beat concerts will be ending a week before mm -hmm. the actual Food and Wine Festival does because they need that time to get the stage set up for the Candlelight Processional. Uh, yeah. So make sure you know that if you're going that last week, you're not going to be able to see any concerts because they won't, they, they cannot perform. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I can't remember the last Eat to the Beat concert I actually went to. I mean, I enjoyed oh them. Gosh, but... I enjoyed all of them. I got to see, <laughs> especially when I lived there, like I would yeah. look at the schedule and I'm like, who's performing? So I would just drive over and I got to see Boys to Men and Hanson. I think I've seen Starship about a billion times. <laughs> <laughs> I, usually, well, I usually walk by and listen for a minute um, and then keep going because I think the last one I sat and watched was um, – Oh, from the from the monkeys, uh, Davy Jones. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, okay. And they had the Flower Power concerts at the yeah, Flower and Garden. Those were my great. mom's favorite. I remember one time she drove up when the Village people were playing, and she got she was like the only old lady in the back dancing to the YMCA, <laughs> and she had you did like not just call doing your mother the YMCA. An old lady. I totally did. did. I hope she's listening too. Oh. <laughs> mean, mean. My poor little mom. <laughs> all right. So let's move it along because we're on a time crunch day because everybody's got to pack and we've all got stuff to do. So uh, our topic today, 
our topic is listener questions. Yay! So thank you so much to everybody who has written in and asked us questions. We've got a bunch of what Charlotte is. I'm, what? I'm trying to tell Heather that I really love her hair. I just noticed oh, it. Oh, in the middle. I have to take my headphones <laughs> off so you can see when we're done recording. It's really cute. <laughs> Heather got the Captain Marvel haircut yesterday yes, and she did I not send us photos. So we no, had and it was like super styled, just like it. Yes, sir. I should have. I, I messed that one up. <laughs> it looks adorable. I love well, it. Well, thank you. <laughs> Didn't interrupt our introduction. But. That's okay. Hey, you're the one that has to edit this, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it in. <laughs> As I was saying, uh, so. We have some listener questions. Uh, Charla does a fantastic job of keeping track of these and putting them all in one place so that we don't forget any. So you can always email us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. Um, typically, we will try to answer your email you know, directly, but then we'll also answer it on the podcast because a lot of the times it's a question that I'm sure a lot of people have. So um, let's get started. All right. Who wants to handle this first question? Um Oh, this is the writer swap question. Uh -huh. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll read okay. it real quick. Okay, hi, this is from Jessica. Hi, ladies. I listen every week and have been since episode one. Thank you. This summer, my family is taking our first Disney World trip as a family of four, my husband, six-year-old son, and one-year-old son, and myself. And some of the logistics have my head spinning. I can't seem to find the same answer on more than one search, so I'm throwing it your way. Obviously, the one-year-old won't be able to ride everything the six-year-old can. So how exactly does the rider swap work? Can you use fast passes and rider swap? Do you need fast passes for all members of the riding part or just the first two to ride? Thanks, Jessica. Okay, Jessica. Um, rider swap is really cool. So just the quick definition of it is if, um, like, you know, you have a one-year-old who cannot ride, you go up to the, usually the fast pass cast member or somebody at the front of the line and say, we would like to use rider swap. They will give you a little card and some of you can go on the ride. The others wait back with the, with the child who's not going. And then when you get done, you take that rider swap card and the other adult can go and they can take that six-year-old again on the ride with them. And then that time they go through the fast pass line. So it's a little bit faster. So to answer your question about can you use fast passes and rider swap? Yes. Um, if you have a fast pass for it, then the two of you can go through and then you can still get the rider swap card. And then you could go through multiple times as long as you have the rider swap card and the fast pass, you could kind of go swap around for the one year old. Um, they will not have tickets, so they're fast. So they will not have a fast pass. So they don't need one. But everybody that has a fast pass, you could swap off bands if you needed to. Um, does that make sense? Am I making sense, guys? <laughs> so with the the thing with the fast passes is, is that you know each person can only have sort of one fast pass for a ride. Okay, so in your case, mom, six year old, ride first. Um, and let's assume they both have fast passes. The only reason to get the rider swap card in that case would be if six-year-old wants to ride again with dad. If everybody has fast passes, technically you don't really need the rider swap. Um, so it's, and that's something I think we're going to see them cracking down on in the future because it's becoming sort of widely disseminated on the internet as a hack to the rider swap system. And they're really starting to get strict about it if you have fast passes it 
some people are being turned away from the rider swap system. So just be aware of that. The rider swap system is really intended for guests who do not have a fast pass for an attraction. So. Right. So, yeah. So the idea is mom and six-year-old wait in the line and the, stand the regular right standby yeah. line. Uh-huh. And then the, um, then rider swap dad goes through the fast pass line. That's the ideal on how it works. But right. um, you can always um, ask at each attraction when you go there, say, you know, we want to use rider swap or what's the best way for us to do this? And they will walk you They'll through They'll let you too. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, we've had recent reports of um, really recent strict crackdowns on the rider swap system. So we just want to make sure that we're letting you know that your mileage may vary uh, when trying to use both FastPass and rider swap. So. Yeah. Um, but really it's, it's, a, it's, it's fantastic, you know, for families exactly in your situation. If you don't have a fast pass for something, it's basically just a way to make sure that you don't both have to stand in the standby queue. So, and if, you know, if you wanted to all stay together, then you could always take the one-year-old with you through the line and like, then dad wouldn't be able to ride or vice versa, but take the one-year-old with you through the queue. And then when you get, um, to the end, you can say, well, he can't ride or something like that. And sometimes that he's not even going to be allowed in the queue, but sometimes he might be. So you can yeah. always take the chicken exit is what a lot of times it's yeah. called. Chicken exit. I love that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Heather, you take this next one. Cause I know you're chomping <laughs> at the bit to answer this one. So go ahead. <laughs> Dear ladies, I live in Disney world, but have only been to Disneyland in California once before. And I know you all know that resort far better than I do. I have a short trip planned there this September. I know Galaxy's Edge will be open by then, and obviously it will be busy. Are you able to predict how crowds will be throughout the rest of Disneyland outside of Galaxy's Edge? I'm hoping it'll be like when Pandora opened in Animal Kingdom. All the crowds were there and hardly anywhere else. Thanks, Sarah. Well, Sarah, I can predict how the crowds will be. They're going to be awful. It is going to be crowded. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry that's not being dramatic. It's Disneyland is always crowded. Always. Random Thursday in February, crowded. Saturday afternoon in July, crowded. Mid-Monday afternoon in September, crowded. It's just crowded. So if you take the biggest summer crowds in Walt Disney World, multiply them by 10, and that's basically what it is at Disneyland any given time of the year. Um, it's just a smaller park, so it feels a lot more crowded, and there are also a lot more annual pass holders. So even though you, you're factoring in a small number of vacationers, the annual pass holders are there every day. It's what they do after school. It's where they go to eat dinner after work. Um, so regardless of whether or not Galaxy's Edge is open, it is always crowded. And then factor in more people wanting to come for Galaxy's Edge, and they cannot all get into Galaxy's Edge at the same time, because as of right now, the Disneyland version of Galaxy's Edge requires a timed reservation to enter the land, which is completely complimentary. We don't but know, we don't know. How... It, it won't still be in September, though. They're saying through the summer, but I think that if it stays that crowded, they're probably going to wind up keeping it just as crowd management. So it is it through the summer? Because last I saw it was only through June 23rd. I've seen June, but. 
I thought it was through the summer, but it could yeah, be through June. Only, right now, it's technically only through June 23rd, but I think they are reserving the right to extend that. I think and they probably they, will. Uh-huh, yeah. And they have said on all the fine print on everything that I have seen, um, just because you have a theme park ticket does not mean you're going to be allowed yep. to enter that land. Yeah, access yeah. to Galaxy's Edge is not guaranteed. So, right. Which so, means that all the people that came hoping to go to Galaxy's Edge are going to have to be somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. just go knowing it is going to be crowded. And if you know that and you're prepared, you can come up with a touring plan and you can have contingency plans and you're going to be just fine. So, I mean, it's the same thing in Florida. When you, you go and it's going to be busy, you know that and you just prepare yourself. You're going to have a great time because it's Disneyland. It's always fun. Um, but just know that it's not empty. It's not ever empty. Um, and if you can prepare yourself for that, it'll be okay. That's that. Yeah. I, I, it's funny. I, you said something that really, I, I don't know why I had never thought of it before, but it made me think of it with Disneyland being so much smaller. There's just, there's just nope. less room to put people. There's, there's just nowhere for people to there's go. There's nowhere for people to go. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Walt Disney um, World, because it's 40 square miles, it just absorbs crowds a lot easier than Disneyland And, and they can go to water parks and they can go to right. mini golf and Disney right. Springs is, I mean, there's a downtown like, Disney, like Disneyland. McLean Academy. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All anyway. the other all the other things. Listen, I'm going to be first one in line for that the next time I go down there. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll meet you when you get when you get out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, next question. Who do you recommend for Disney Vacation Club resale if someone is looking to buy more points? And this question is from Tim Harrison. Um, okay. So, Tim, we are not recommending anybody specifically for DVC resale. There's a number of reputable companies. However, so much has recently changed when it comes to the resale market that we're just we're just not recommending anybody specifically right now. So Heather, you have some information on what's recently changed, right? Yeah. So um, I recommend you buy your your resale points directly from Disney. And I, I know it's a lot more expensive. Trust me, I understand that. Um, but in the last year or so, there have been so many changes to the resale program of DVC that it's almost not worth it anymore to purchase resale. Um, so if you were to purchase resale contracts now, not if you've already had them, but if you have not yet and are going to purchase in the future, you cannot change out your points for Disney collection and or world collection or concierge collection. And what that means is you can only book vacations at a Disney Vacation Club resort. You cannot book them on Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Walt Disney World or Disneyland hotel rooms. Um, You cannot trade them out through RCI to travel somewhere else in the world. You can only go to a Disney Vacation Club resort. Um, And then further than that, you no longer have access to any of the magical membership extras that purchasing a contract directly through Disney allows you. So that means you don't have, you know, discounts on annual passes, discounts on merchandise, discounts on dining, things like that. Um, So, you know, maybe that that doesn't bother you, you really only want to go to a Disney resort, then in that case, resale would work for you. I should also mention you don't have access to any of the fun events that they do for members. So if you purchase a resale contract, you can't go to the, you know, after hours events where they rent out the water parks or the Disney parks for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, I want, I don't know if it's in the last week or in the last month, they announced that anybody purchasing a resale contract cannot um, cannot trade out their points to the new Disney Riviera Resort, which means you won't be able to stay there. You will 
only be able to use your contract at the, you know, the 14 original resorts. So if you're wanting to stay at the Riviera Resort, that is another reason to buy directly through Disney. Interesting. Yeah. Well, what about can you, uh, the member lounges, you know, like the one at the, um, at the, on top of the Imagination Pavilion or the one at Bay Lake Tower, can they go um, to that still if they purchase resale? I'm looking and I can't find anything specifically about that, but those were introduced for DVC's 25th anniversary and they are considered membership extras. So just knowing that they can't do anything else, I would assume that they're not allowed to. Um, I don't know how that's enforced because you do have to show your DVC member card at um, at the the entrances to those. Right. Um, I, so I don't know if the, there would be a designation on that. I'm not yeah. sure. So I can't really speak to that. But just knowing that it is a membership extra and they can't do any of the membership extras, it would stand to reason that they would. Yeah. yeah. And so in Tim's case, it sounds like he's already a DVC member. And I don't know if he's original DVC, like if, if he's purchased mm-hmm. his original contact from Disney and is just looking for additional points. And so again, your mileage may vary and your circumstances may, you know, maybe DVC by resale is great for you, but just make sure that you know all of the the new rules and regulations that have changed recently. Exactly. I think that if you're, you honestly just want to stay at a Disney vacation club resort, you don't want to do anything else with it. You don't care about the annual, you don't care about any of the perks. You don't want to trade out. In that case, buying resale may probably be okay for you because you're going to get a cheaper price but if you want a flexibility to trade out to go elsewhere with your trip or take advantage of any of the fun perks that they offer um i would just stick with purchasing purchasing directly through disney yeah um and and just to speak to tim if you are if you already do have a contract and you're just kind of trying to add on points at maybe the same resort you already have just know that those points that you do purchase through resale wouldn't be allowed to be traded out so you would have your set number of original points that you could do things with, but those points that you've then purchased through resale are kind of just locked and would be used separately from the ones that you already have. Mm. Hmm. Thank it's, you. it's gotten so complicated, I feel. Oh my gosh. So I can't keep up with anything that they do with DVC anymore. It's so hard. I'm like, I just, I have my three contracts and that's it. Just yeah. Focus on that. <laughs> All right. All right. So next up, uh, I'll read this and then Sharla, you want to give this this one an answer? You want to just read it and answer it? Go ahead. You go ahead. All right. Hi, ladies. Love listening to your podcast. Thank you. I have a question. In May, we are going to Walt Disney World for one day before our Disney cruise. We're staying on site at the Wilderness Lodge the night before and we'll have a rental car. Our plan is to go to Animal Kingdom for extra magic hours and hopefully ride Flights of Passage. I'm wondering if we should take an Uber or a Lyft to get to the park or if we should drive our rental car. We have a six-year-old who's still in a booster seat. We're also hoping to do some park hopping, which is why I was trying to stay away from driving. With the complication of the booster seat, I wasn't sure what would be easiest. Also, what time do you think we should try to arrive at Animal Kingdom if Extra Magic Hours starts at 8 a.m.? Right now, I'm thinking we need to leave the hotel about 6.30. I would love any tips you would have on how to make this work. Thanks so much, and thanks for all you do. Kim. All right, Kim. Um, I have a couple of options for you. One, since you're already staying on site at Wilderness Lodge, you could just take the Disney buses. You will not need a booster seat for that. So take the bus over to Animal Kingdom. Um, and you, yes, get there, leave the hotel about probably 6.30 if the extra magic hour started at 8. That should be okay. And you could ask the cast members what time the earliest bus will be. And that would um, 
you know, allow you to take that earliest bus. And then if you did some park hopping, you could just, again, take the Disney buses to the next spot. The, um, I mean, you could always drive. Yes, you could drive your rental car. But my other suggestion is a minivan. You know, we love the minivans. And they are going to have the booster seat that you need in each minivan. It's going to take two seconds to install it, uh, depending on what kind of um, boost. Uh, if they're in a booster, not in a car seat, they don't even have to install it. You just strap, you know, strap your six-year-old in like you would a regular booster seat. So that's probably what I would do is maybe a combination of buses and minivan also. So. Yeah. Um, I'm curious why they have a rental car. I don't know. That is a good question. Um, You would not need a rental car um, if you took the Magical Express and the Disney Motor Coach over to the over to the port. Uh, I mean, unless you're not flying into MCO and something else is going on. But if you're flying into MCO, you could take the Magical Express to the Wilderness Lodge. Then you could take the um, the shuttle, the Disney Motor Coach over to the port and then back to the airport. So. Yeah, you could think about you know saving some money that way if you wanted to. So it's, I guess it depends how much the rental car is, but you know, so I'm just thinking, you know, because you have to add the cost of the rental car plus the cost of parking mm-hmm. plus the back and forth of dropping the rental car off and picking it up, and I don't know. To me, for, with three people, I don't know. You might be better off just doing Magical Express and Disney Cruise Line transfers, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I mean, it's your vacation. Do do what you want, but I would say. I would I wouldn't drive that car to the parks if you're going to do a bunch of park hopping and stuff. I would take the Disney transportation or a minivan. I wouldn't take Uber and Lyft since you need that since you need that uh, booster seat. But other than that, I think you know you'll you'll be able to get there pretty easily with with Disney transportation or the minivan. So yeah, I agree. All right, we've got one more question. We are interested in the current status of Mickey's Backyard Barbecue at Fort Wilderness. First, we heard that it had ceased operations on January 1st, 2019. Then we read that it might reopen. On several of the Walt Disney World online websites, it's still mentioned as one of the character meal options. Our grandchildren would very much like to attend this attraction if and when it reopens. We'll be in Walt Disney World on Tuesday, October 29th for a week. Thank you for your time and cooperation in this matter. Jill. Uh, so this did close. Yeah. Mickey's backyard barbecue did close and it closed because Walt Disney world is building a new resort <laughs> and the <laughs> resort sort of Heather's making a face, just like the new resort, <laughs> but enough it, already, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so they had to do some shuffling because the resort is located in between wilderness lodge and Fort Wilderness in the site of the old river country. And so that's the new reflections resort that is being built. Um, it is certainly possible that something similar to the Mickey's Backyard Barbecue will reopen at some point, but it won't be in the same spot and it won't be exactly the same thing. So, um, and nothing has been announced. This is just pure speculation based on the fact that it is still up on Disney's website somewhere, but this is Disney and that could just be. Because <laughs> <laughs> their technical team is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really A has nothing to do with B. Let's just yeah. put it that way. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um it's a shame because I know it was a very popular uh, character interaction that a lot of people really, you know, enjoyed. So, yeah. but location, location, location. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Okay. That's all the questions we have for now. If you would like us to answer your question, either in person or on the podcast, again, you can email us at info at com. And I know that I think we have a little bit of luxury this week, right? Yeah, I do. And keeping with 
theme the theme of us going on vacation, I found the cutest passport holder at uh at my local Disney store. You could probably get them on shopdisney.com. It is by Danielle Nicole. And if you know I have any Disney fans out there, you know she's been doing some of like the fancy designer Disney bags. She did a collection um, for travel. And I'm, I'm going to hold it up to you guys. I know you guys can't see, but oh. it's a passport cover. It's themed after Ariel. And it says, there's a big seashell on it. It says, the world is your oyster. And I love Aww, it. And it's so on cute. sale, guys, $10 at a wow. Disney store. Ooh, that's fantastic. All right. And it's this like shimmery turquoise color, and it's really cute. And I cannot wait to use it at TSA tomorrow. Ooh, I love it. I have quite the collection of passport covers going at this <laughs> point. Know. So I have the one that you guys got me for Christmas, I think, that's the Peter Pan theme. And then yeah. I have uh, one of the, oh, it's this UK designer that does the, um, has like a Disney license. I forget what it's called, um, but it's super cute. And it's Mickey in like the London um, Royal Guard costume. Oh. You know, it's so cute. And then I have my usual go-to just plain pink passport. And then I have, um, I have one from Tiffany as well. So I have, yes, <laughs> I have a Tiffany, I have a Tiffany because of course I do. Uh, <laughs> Cause that's just how I roll. Why not? Because <laughs> why, why not? Um, so yeah, I haven't decided which one's coming to Korea with me yet. We'll have to see. Um, but anyway, so, all right, that's a great one. And maybe if we can find an affiliate link for it, uh, for the passport cover, we'll try to get one up on our site. So, or on our, our Facebook page. It. It's super cute. And it's normally like $20. It's on sale for 10. So you all, all right, need perfect. it. Perfect. All right. So, uh, we'll try to get that up on our Facebook page and we'll try, we'll actually try to do it ahead of this podcast. So, uh, if you're hearing this, it should already be up on our Facebook page. We'll try to put it up in advance. So. All right. That is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to episode 29 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Pinterest. Uh, just look for Disney Park Princess and chances are we're there. Follow along. Heather and I are going to try to occasionally, you know, we're going to be pretty busy, but we'll try to sort of post uh, stories or Facebook photos, um, but we'll have plenty when we get back, we promise. Uh, and that's it. Thanks I so much. not to make you all too jealous with all of the pasta. I am <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be total food photos. Actually, you know what? We should t talk about where they can follow us individually on Instagram because I think I know you, you and I are both going to be posting a lot. So yes, it's going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> I am mouse fan Sarah on Instagram and Heather, what's your? And on Instagram, I am Heather underscore M-E-I. So you can follow along for both of us for our trips. And then, Charlotte, what's yours? Uh, that's a really great question. Um, <laughs> I think you're at Charlotte. Char just Charlotte Manglass. Just Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. S-H-A-R-L-A-M-A-N-G-L-A-S-S. Yeah. No dots or underscores or anything. Perfect. All right. So thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.